What's up, everybody? JT Sports here. Back to you guys with another episode of the JT Sports Podcast. On this episode, we're going to be recapping minicamp for the New England Patriots and the Pittsburgh Steelers, going over some observations and some standout players from these minicamp sessions. If this is your first time listening to the JT Sports Podcast, welcome. I appreciate you for tuning in. Make sure that you follow me on all of my social media platforms. You can follow me on Twitter at JT Sports underscore underscore and on Instagram at JT Sports underscore. Lastly, if you haven't already, make sure that you are subscribed to my YouTube channel, which is JT Sports. Let's talk about the New England Patriots minicamp. What are some observations that people notice and what are some standout players? One thing that people have been wondering about over the course of the offseason when it comes to the Patriots offense is going to be, who's going to be calling the plays? Now, according from a couple of reports out there, many people are speculating that Matt Patricia is expected to be the front runner to be the New England Patriots offensive coordinator for this season. Now, I don't really know what are the credentials that Patricia has. I know he was a former offensive lineman during his playing days. He currently is the offensive line coach for the Patriots. And players have given pretty good reviews about Matt Patricia when it comes to him coaching up the offensive line. But don't really know how good of a play caller he's going to be. And like I said, this is all speculation. This is coming from what people have observed during minicamp. It seems like he is going to be the front runner to be the play caller. But there also could be a chance that Joe Judge could end up calling the plays because at the moment, he also has been very involved in the offense. I believe that he is the quarterback's coach as well. So there still is a big mystery when it comes to New England's offensive coordinator position for the upcoming season. Now, one thing that really piqued my interest is that rookie offensive guard Cole Strange who was the first round pick of the Patriots from this past year's NFL draft got into a scuffle with Pro Bowl pass rusher Matthew Judon so apparently how this incident started cornerback Terrence Mitchell forced the fumble on wide receiver Nelson Aguilar and one of the final reps on 11 on 11 drills rookie guard Cole Strange dove at pass rusher Matthew Judon's legs in an attempt to recover the fumble. And of course, with this being minicamp, a lot of people are saying, hey, dude, what are you doing? Diving at the guy's knees is just minicamp. Is it really that serious? And because of this, you already know Judon retaliated and then his teammates had his back. And then there ended up being a brief scuffle that ended up getting broken up really quickly. And Matthew Judon wasn't too upset about the matter. He said after practice that he's a young player. He's trying to make a play. Great hustle from him. If you saw him, he sprinted 30 yards away. Cole is going to be a great player for us. We got to see how he develops. Yesterday, nobody was hurt. We all came back on the field. So it wasn't anything. And for me personally, you know, I love the hustle from Cole Strange. If I'm Bill Belichick, I'm applauding him. But I'm also pulling him to a side and I'm saying, hey, man, listen, I get it. You're trying to make a play. You're a rookie. You're trying to prove yourself. But we don't need you to hurt some of our best players. You get what I'm saying? Because 
imagine if you ended up rolling over his knees and he got injured or whatnot. So, listen, the thing with Cole Strange is that when Cole Strange was coming out of college, he was known as somebody who had a mean streak to him. And that's not bad. You want that out of your offensive lineman. You want an offensive lineman that has a lot of attitudes, somebody who's not nice, because offensive linemen's jobs are pretty much to take the opposing defensive lineman or whoever they're blocking in front of them and drive them into the dirt. So for Cole Strange, I love the effort from him. This is what you want to see out of Cole Strange. However, you don't want to risk nobody getting injured. But I think this was pretty interesting. This was one of the things that piqued my interest throughout minicamp. Standouts from the New England Patriots minicamp from this year. Second-year wide receiver Trey Nixon was pretty much the talk of the town from minicamp for the Patriots. He was a 2021 seven-round pick out of the University of Central Florida, and he made play after play during this brief minicamp session for the Patriots. He was targeted 10 times and caught all of his passes, He had a 40-yard reception and an impressive 60 or 65-yard one-handed grab. He also made several more big plays. And for Trey Nixon, he was asked about, you know, what is his role going to be with the Patriots this year? And he pretty much said, my role is going to be whatever they need me to do. They need me to play receiver. I can play receiver. If they need me to play on special teams, I'm going to bust my tail on special teams. I'm going to give it 100% in whatever they need me to do. And this is the kind of player that Bill Belichick tends to gravitate to because these are players that are willing to do whatever it takes for the betterment of their team. And you also got to remember that Bill Belichick is really good at finding guys in the late rounds of the draft and them ended up being very productive players in his system so it's going to be really intriguing to see how Trey Nixon takes his really good mini camp performance and how it translates going into training camp which is a couple of weeks away Mac Jones stood out during training camp he was deadly accurate I mean, the guy at one point, according to a reporter, had 23 consecutive passes that he completed. And I understand that some people are going to say, well, JT, it's just minicamp. It's not real football. They're throwing in tank tots and shorts. And I understand that. But at the same time, if Mac Jones was struggling in minicamp, everybody would be looking at him with the rock eyebrow saying, oh, here he goes, sophomore slump incoming. So when you're evaluating players in minicamp, okay, you don't really want to see anybody struggle in shorts and t-shirts. You want to see everybody thrive, especially your quarterback. You want your quarterback to be deadly accurate, okay? You really just want to see a solid performance out of your quarterback during minicamp. However, for Mac Jones, I definitely feel as if he could be in for a breakout season. And remember, he was the best rookie quarterback last year. But from what a lot of people have said about him during training camp, he has really started to take command of not only this offense, but this team. He has really started to emerge as a legitimate leader. And I think that the Patriots are starting to get more and more comfortable with Mac Jones. And I think that we're going to see Mac Jones 
be asked to do way more in 2022 versus what he was asked to do as a rookie because a common gripe that Patriots fans had when it came to Mac Jones is that there were certain situations last year when it seemed like Bill Belichick played things a little bit too safe with Mac Jones. It seemed like he didn't trust him all that much. Well, from what he has said and from what players and other coaches on New England staff have said about Mac Jones, it seems as if He's being tasked with way more responsibilities this year, and he has responded very well to those responsibilities. So for Mac Jones, man, I'm really intrigued in seeing what the next step is going to be going into year two. Is he going to end up ascending into being the top 10 quarterback this year? Or is he just going to kind of improve slightly? Because if New England is going to have a shot at making a deep playoff run, and not just that, but having a shot at winning the AFC East, Mac Jones is going to have to play at a very high level. So this is definitely what you want to hear coming from your quarterback's performance and minicamp. Like I said, there's only so much that we can gather from people playing without pads. And really, training camp is going to be the really big test when it comes to evaluating everybody. But for Mac Jones, the fact that he was pretty solid and he was really productive during minicamp definitely gives a lot of Patriots fans high hopes for what he could do this year going into year two. And the last player that I want to talk about who really stood out on the defensive side of the football was rookie cornerback Jack Jones. Jack Jones was a fourth-round selection from this past year's NFL draft out of Arizona State. He recently agreed to terms on his rookie deal. It's four years, $4.4 million, with a $747,000 signing bonus. He had an interception on an underthrown pass from third-string quarterback Bailey Zappi. I don't know if Patriots fans are going to be too thrilled about Bailey Zappi throwing an interception there considering the fact that they used the mid-round selection on him. And for those of you guys who saw my reaction to that draft pick, you would know that I was not the biggest fan of the Patriots using a draft pick on a backup quarterback when I felt they had other areas that they needed to address. So... He called an interception on Bailey Zappi. Then he also had a forced fumble on Nelson Aguilar. However, he did give up two big plays to Aguilar as well during the minicamp session that they had on Wednesday. But he was receiving a lot of first-team reps. He also plans to add a little bit of weight before the season starts. He right now is currently listed at 5'11", 175 pounds. And Jack Jones is going to be in competition for one of those outside starting cornerback spots. And you probably would love for him to at least get to 185 pounds, maybe 183, because 175 pounds is kind of a little bit underweight for an outside corner. And you don't need your outside cornerback to be 200 pounds plus or anything like that. But you would like him to at least get to 180 at least. And I think he definitely will reach that. And for Jack Jones, I was really excited about him coming out of Arizona State. I felt that he was a very great fit for the Patriots defense. He could end up being a great replacement for JC Jackson, he's a really phenomenal man-to-man corner, very physical, very good in press coverage. He also comes from her 
head coach Herm Edwards, which he kind of runs a pro-style system over there at Arizona State, which is something that Bill Belichick also talked about a little bit when it came to assessing Jack Jones and how he fits in the Patriots scheme. And I expect Jack Jones to end up getting significant playing time this year. And I already said this a couple of days ago in the previous segment when I was talking about how good I thought the New England Patriots defense would be this year. I felt that I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up starting, and I expect him to start at one of those starting cornerback jobs. Now, it's still to be decided how this cornerback competition is going to pan out. We don't know who's going to be the starting slot corner. We think that Malcolm Butler should end up being the number one cornerback on this team, but who else is going to be on the opposite side lining up from him? That remains to be a big question. So this is it for my New England Patriots 2022 minicamp recap and player standouts. The Patriots only had two days that they practiced. They ended up canceling practice for the third day. And Bill Belichick, I think he has liked what he has seen out of his players during minicamp. And I'm really excited to see how the rest of this team performs throughout training camp with training camp only a couple of weeks away. So give me your guys' thoughts. If you were in attendance for minicamp for the New England Patriots, give me some of your observations down in the comment section down below because there's only so much information you can gather from the internet and from Twitter as well. There's only so many people you can talk to. So if you were in attendance of minicamp for the Patriots, let me know some things that you observed down in the comment section down below let's talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers mini camp some observations and some standouts from the mini camp sessions of the Pittsburgh Steelers one thing that Mike Tomlin said he was asked about was he looking at highlights what was he expecting from the players during mini camp for Pittsburgh he pretty much said that he was looking more for teaching opportunities and moments for players to learn, trying to get some of the younger guys and the rookies who are new to the Steelers organization, kind of acclimated with things, the way things run, the process, a little bit more comfortable with the playbook, also doing installs. And yeah, he said, you know, he always loves seeing great moments, but his main priority was teaching some of the younger guys and the newer additions to this roster. However, when it comes to QB1 at the moment, it seems as if Mitch Trubisky still is the front runner at the moment. Now, nothing has been set in stone, and Matt Canada has already came out and said that the Steelers have a plan in place for how they're going to determine the starting quarterback going into week one against Cincinnati, and it seems as if this is going to be a competition that's going to be decided in training camp, and the order, which has been confirmed from Matt Canada, is Trubisky, Rudolph, and Kenny Pickett. And some people were kind of a little bit worried about this because I actually saw this from a Steelers fan page on Instagram a couple of weeks ago. It was kind of the same quarterback rotation and order from OTAs, but I'm not thinking too much of it. We already know the kind of head coach that Mike Tomlin is. He doesn't care where you were drafted where you're from, what university you play for. You have to earn everything. So for Kenny Pickett, him being the third-string quarterback at the moment behind 
Mason Rudolph and Mitchell Trubisky doesn't concern me because this is Mike Tomlin's way of getting Kenny Pickett to work hard and to prove to everybody that he is the starting quarterback for Pittsburgh. However, Mitchell Trubisky has been getting really good reviews at the moment. There has been teammates who have came out and praised Mr. Trubisky for his performance so far during the Steelers' offseason program. Chase Claypool has said a lot of great things about Trubisky. And then you have rookie tight end slash fullback Connor Hayward who came out and said that he loves Kenny Pickett he loves how he's performed so far and there also has been some people out there who have praised Kenny Pickett for his performance during minicamp for the Steelers as well so this is a quarterback battle that's not going to be decided anytime soon we're only going to get our answer at the end of the preseason and at the end of training camp when it comes to the offensive line wasn't really anything noteworthy to talk about when it came to this unit and that's expected because there's only really so much that you can gather from minicamp when it comes to addressing the performance of the defensive line and the offensive line however the Steelers new offensive line coach Pat Myers said that the Steelers are trying to experiment with different kind of schemes in the run game they're focusing hard on running more wide zone this upcoming season but they also are experimenting with some other schematics as well so they're trying to figure out work what works best And what are the best ways to maximize the current talent that they have on the offensive line? The offensive line is slightly improved. You did bring in the offensive guard, James Daniels, from free agency, formerly played for the Chicago Bears. And the offensive guard, I'm not too worried about, but offensive tackle probably is the big concern. You have Chuck Sakura for Dan Moore, who expected to be the two starting offensive tackles for the Steelers this year. So, when it comes to the offensive line, if you still have concerns about the offensive line and you still have a lot of questions about it, none of your questions got answered during minicamp. You're going to have to wait a little bit longer. And me personally, I'm not too worried. I think that this offensive line should play a little bit better this year compared to how it did last year. However, still a lot to be decided when it comes to the offensive line, but it seems like they're trying to experiment and finding what works best for the current guys that they have in place. Najee Harris was talked about a good amount. Some people thought he was a little bit bigger than what he was last year, but he came down and stroked on those rumors saying that he played at 240 last season. Even though the dude looks like a workout warrior at the moment, he does look a little bit more bigger. But I think that's just because how we perceive him from pictures and whatnot. But also something interesting is that There was talk about Najee Harris having a reduced workload this season. Najee Harris said that he and the coaches have talked about lighting up his workload for this season. He's okay with it. However, discussions are still ongoing, and he still wants to be on the field a lot. And for me, 
I understand why the Steelers want to lower his workload, and I understand why there are a lot of Steeler fans who are really happy with this news because you want to prolong the career of Najee Harris. We've seen kind of how Mike Tomlin has kind of liked to tread the wheels on his running backs a lot. He puts a lot of mileage on them really early into their careers. And with the running back position already having a short shelf life in the NFL you really want to try to limit his touches. Now, at the same time, you don't want to limit his touches to the fact that you end up decreasing, you know, the impact that he has on the offense because Najee Harris carried the load for the Steelers offense in 2021. So you still don't want his his snaps reduced to the fact that it's costing the Steelers game. So it's really intriguing to see how the Steelers are going to manage this situation. Are you going to put him on a snap count? Or how often are you going to involve him in the passing game? How many carries is he going to get in the run game? What I'm thinking is that the Steelers are probably still going to give him a bulk of carries in the run game. I still expect him to get around 15 to 20 carries a game. However, we probably might see him utilize a little bit less in the passing game simply for the fact that last year he got so much volume in the passing game because Big Ben had to check down a lot because he didn't have that much time to throw the football downfield. So him and Deontay Johnson got a lot of targets last season. However, with the fact that now you don't have Big Ben at quarterback anymore, hopefully the offensive line improves so you have the opportunity to take more shots downfield. You also have tremendously improved the wide receiving room. You have Calvin Austin, George Pickens there. You have Deontay Johnson who is going to play this year. We don't know what's going to happen with him when it comes to him getting a long-term deal with Pittsburgh so there's a lot of talent in the receiver room and in the past game we also can't forget about Pat Fryermuth who is expected to have a breakout season this year so I don't think that the Steelers are going to have to rely as heavy on Najee being a factor in the passing game versus how big of a role he played in the passing game last season some standouts from minicamp have been George Pickens. He had a couple of very phenomenal plays. Couldn't get a lot of insight on the plays that he made. And it wasn't too many people who reported on some of the big plays that some of these players made. However, they have been listing a lot of reports and a lot of articles. So George Pickens has had a really good minicamp session. Many people are excited about George Pickens. Mike Tomlin was asked about George Pickens, and he said that he has a lot of great physical traits, but he does have a lot of things that he has to work on. He's really raw. So there still is a lot of room for development when it comes to George Pickens, but I can understand why so many people are excited about him. The size, where is he going to play? Is he going to play in the slot? Are they going to also utilize him outside as well? You have tight end slash fullback Connor Hayward, the younger brother of Cam Hayward. He had a one-handed catch during a two-minute drill from Kenny Pickett. So him and Kenny Pickett have had a very good connection throughout minicamp. And I'm really surprised to see him utilized as a tight end because when he was drafted, he was more of a fullback. So is he going to be more of a versatile chess piece on this offense? Is he going to spend time not only playing tight end, but fullback as well? And are the Steelers even going to use a fullback in Matt Canada's offense? And then on the defensive side of the football, Akilah Weatherspoon, 
had a lot of great reviews from people who were in attendance there. You also have linebacker Miles Jack, who received a lot of praise from players in the Steelers locker room when asked about him. They said he has been balling ever since he's arrived in Pittsburgh. He also has been a great leader in the locker room also. Then Devin Bush has some pretty good reviews also. And I'm not surprised that the linebackers have been given so much praise because Brian Flores currently has been brought in as the linebackers coach. And one thing about Brian Flores that I love is that he's really aggressive when it comes to his mentality on defense. If you go back and watch the Miami Dolphins defense for over the last couple of years, they really got after it. And one of the stronger parts of their team were the linebacker play and their linebackers played very fast. And for Devin Bush last year, he looked as if he was kind of hesitant at times. I'm not going to say he was scared, but it seemed like sometimes he didn't trust himself. And I think with Brian Flores, he's going to teach Devin Bush to see it in attack. And same thing for Miles Jack. Miles Jack is also looking to bounce back because previously in Jacksonville in 2021, it was probably the worst season of his NFL career up to this point. So you both have two linebackers who are looking to recover from disappointing 2021 campaigns. And I think with Brian Flores being brought in as a linebackers coach, I think that is the best that you could ask for. The B coach from Brian Flores, one of the better defensive minds in the game, I think it's going to greatly benefit the whole entire linebacking room. So this is it for my Pittsburgh Steelers 2022 minicamp recap, observations, and player standouts. If you are in attendance for the Pittsburgh Steelers during their minicamp, let me know some things that you have observed, some players that also stood out to you because there's only so much information that I can gather from Twitter and their internet, and there weren't really too many reports citing, you know, what each particular player did, which is why I weren't able to dive into particular details of how they performed. I was just basically going off the words of, the majority of what people are telling me on Twitter and on a couple of blog and websites that I've been reading up. So I appreciate you guys for listening to this episode of the JT Sports Podcast. Make sure that you check out the JT Sports Podcast on every single podcasting platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from, the JT Sports Podcast is available. And I will see you guys shortly with another episode of the JT Sports Podcast.